This is Kenneth Brooks, and you riding down the boulevard with a road as smooth as a baby bottom with a brand new bottle of Vaseline, smooth as a pool ball, rolling down an ice hall. It's slippery trickery. You may fall, but if you do, just get up, dust yourself off, head toward the right direction, and the road will lead you to salvation, my brother. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. He has made this day and every other day. And if you live to see this day, you got to give God some praise and thanksgiving for all the things that he has bestowed upon us. He is worthy to be praised. He is full of love, compassion, and steadfast mercy for all those who keep his laws, statutes, and commandments. We were made for his good purpose, and the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. Today, I'm very elated and very proud to have as my guest on my show, Brother Melvin Crawford from uh, Riverdale, uh, uh, Israel God, Riverdale. And uh, we're going to have Brother Melvin on the show today. And uh, Brother Melvin, introduce yourself to the Bush Brother Tell us something about yourself, my brother. Oh, how you doing, my brother? How you doing? Um, I'm Brother Melvin uh, been with the Israel of God here in Riverdale. I'm one of the one of the uh, teachers that uh, I, don't, I don't know what you call them road teachers, uh, and I'm also uh, one of the elders uh, Israel of God. And just uh, old plain simple Arkansas boy that's living in the city. <laughs> that's that's the only way I can put it. You know. <laughs> something about Melvin uh, around the country man we got a, uh, what we call an epidemic man of uh, uh, people panicking and uh, and they, uh, they're going paranoid over, over certain things when it comes to this coronavirus man what do you, uh, you think it is man uh, what's your assessment of this virus and, and uh, give me your uh, in, uh, uh, intake on this thing man uh, how you think it's going to play out man Christian brothers and 
sister said, well, I'm going to go to church and we're going to congregate. I don't care. I got faith. And I said, you know, faith without common sense is stupidity. <laughs> so, so, you know, you know, my faith is that, hey, if I do what the, do what the, which the Bible tell us we're supposed to, you know, uh, do what the, uh, the law of the land tell us. So you obey the law of the land. Now God can protect you and keep you from this virus, you know. Right. You know, that's how I look at it. But but the whole thing, uh, Brother Brooks, uh, you know, God been called this thing, man, from the from the from the from the beginning to the end. Mm. And, and and it's just amazing, you know, how many people uh, that 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 go to church, you know, and don't have a clue what the Bible is talking about. That's, that's, that always puzzled me because, well, you know, I, I, I was one of the ones that, I, you know, I've been up on both sides of the fence. You know, I was a, I was a Baptist preacher at one time. <laughs> and the Lord, he, he, you know, he, I grew up, a, you know, in Arkansas, you know, you grew up, you're Baptist. Right. And I grew up that way. And, uh, and when I, you know, I fought, I mean, I'm told I fought like, Truth and nail. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be no preacher. Yes, sir. And finally, when I became a preacher, the Lord didn't wait too long. He snatched me up out of there. I ran across the Israel of God. Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah. So um, it's, it's and, 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 and I think the Lord did that for a reason because now I got the understanding of both sides. Right, right. So, you know, I, I got the size of just going to church telling a good, great story because I was a great storyteller. Right, yeah, right. You trying to do, you trying to do that, man. Yeah. You know, I wasn't one of them hooping and hollering preachers, but I could tell a good story. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, that's what we've been—they've been doing all these years, telling a good story. And unfortunately, you know, the people that's laws in that kind of teaching don't realize that is not the word of God. That's right. Not the word of God, you know. That's right, that's right. And you know, just to, you know, just you know, just to run over something to show you, you know, how the Lord called this thing. You know, I look at Israel as a people. Israel. You know, the world don't know who Israel is. And um and it's right here in this Bible. And, you know, it's right here. You know, I can understand why you know it's not uh, it's not known because the people that run the world probably don't want you to know that you is Israel. Right, right. And um, and and, and man, I, I look at this thing. You know, I'm in Isaiah one. Uh, you know, I'm just talking about this this African American, the one that's that's really the Hebrew Israelites of the Bible. Are the people are the, are the, that's our forefathers? But you know, the, the world don't want to buy into that, you know. And um, and uh, you know, the show that I do, uh, come in my room. That's what I'm trying to do is to get people on one accord and start understanding the Word of God, man. Because until we understand the Word of God, then all kind of fears and all kind of things can pop up. But when you understand the Word of God, man, through doing this, doing this little. Um, virus thing, you sitting back cool. You know, you actually sitting back cool because you understand
where you're supposed to put it at. <laughs> you put it in a book, and we'll never find it. <laughs> so, and that's why we, I guess we don't know our own self because our whole history is right here in the Bible. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. And uh, in Isaiah 1 and 3, he says, he said, our ox knows his owner. I ask no his master's trip, but Israel don't uh, do not know. My people don't even consider. We don't even consider stuff, man. You know, we you know, and this is that's why I know this book is on the money, man, because it can call this thing, man, and uh, and we just lost, and they, they don't want to open up our eyes. I've never seen maybe this virus thing will make them open their eyes a little. But I hope they can open up their eyes. But, uh, you know, the Lord said, you know, verse 6 and 1, he said, From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no sound in it, in it but wounds and bruises and testified sores. They have not been closed. These have been bound up. These are modified with ornaments. You know, that's, that's us, man. We, we don't never consider nothing. We don't ever consider nothing, uh, 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 Brother Brooks. We we just go through life. I, I just it, it, that's the part that puzzles me. You know, we got a book here, and when we do uh, Black History, you would think that would open up everybody that's a Christian's ears. We want to know Black History from the Bible, but we've been we've been duped by all this false teaching. That don't mean nothing to them. You know, I'm talking, if you was a black man, but let, but let them put some black history on TV, they want to watch showing us getting beat down by Bull Connor. You know, everybody want to watch that. But when we do every year in February the Black History Series, we get some good hits, but it should be more than that, you know, because we just don't consider the stuff that happened to us as a people, man. I like I said, growing up in Arkansas, uh, 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 I was, I'm at a unique age because I got a chance to see the end of Jim. I got a chance to see Jim Crow. Um, you know, not that Jim Crow is going away. He just he took off the straw hat. Now he wearing a suit. <laughs> you know, he, he <laughs> <went> the, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. But I grew up in Saul. Uh, water fountain that I couldn't drink out of. I, I saw uh, restaurants that um, that we had to go in the, uh, in the in Arkansas. We had to go in. We couldn't go in the front. We had to go in the back. Uh, so I, I saw that. I didn't see a whole lot of it because it was slowly coming to the end. As you know, when I come along, but I, I did have a chance to see that. And I'm telling you that because when I came to Chicago, man. Um, but I had a real bad taste in my mouth for white people. And, uh, uh, because I didn't know the word of God, uh, you know. And, and that's what I said, man, that's, that's a key. You need to understand the word of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In Chicago, uh, I was a machinist for a while. And I was the only black up in the, in the department out of about 20-something, 30-something machinists. And they always kind of treated me a little different. That's right. That's right. And I was about a mean sucker too, boy. I cussed. I 
think I done cussed out more white people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, 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 but you know what I, I looked back on? I had a bad taste in my mouth, um, but it was never hatred. Okay. I didn't like the, the, the unequal treatment, and, and it was never hatred. And I think uh, that I look back, I, I think if my, uh, uh, this, uh, that little taste in my mouth, the white people would have been hatred, I'd probably been in jail because I know I'd probably kill up somebody. That's a, you're right. But it was never hatred. You know, mm. it was just, why, what reason are you mad at me and you held my forefathers in slavery? Right, like, 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 like it's our ancestors. I mean, if if if, you, if if anybody got a right to be angry, brother, man, but it's a, it's us. But at the same time, I choose not to be that way, man. And, right, uh, and then when I, I, that's why I said, man, that's why I'm so glad I ran into the the truth, which is this 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 one book called the Bible. Right. And when I saw this thing, I said, man, I said, man, I said, now I understand. I understand that, you know, that God can call all this thing, all these things, and this is what we don't want to get in our head. Like I said, this is a story that's already been told, man. <laughs> and, 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 and the only only role that we have to play is we going to be on the right side or we going to be on the wrong side. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the whole story has been told, you know. And uh, once I realized how correct this book is. That's what puzzled me when I I see brothers out there arguing all the old man that's always phony. I said, well, how did Isaiah write in 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 in, in, in chapter forty two? I said, how did he know? If this, and there another some you know the answer to the Bible written by white a white man. I always say if the white man wrote this Bible, why would he write an end where he gonna lose? <laughs> I wouldn't have wrote no end like that. Gentiles, which most people don't know the Gentiles are European, or what we call as white man, everybody going to have to capitulate to Israel, according to this book. So why would I write a book in the end where I'm going to have to come to Israel? It looks like it should be the other way around. So, you know, know, those are statements made without a, a mind with understanding. But, you know, you look at this Isaiah 42. I'm going to read a couple of verses. He said, He said, Lord is well, I mean, uh, he said, but this is the people robbed and spoiled. They are all snared in holes. They are hidden in prison houses. You know, I'm over the prison minister, man. And um, I go into Stateville here in uh, Illinois, Stateville, is in Joliet, Illinois, and I go in and teach a class uh, virtually on Sunday morning. Uh, uh, got about anywhere from 20 to 30 people, uh, uh, inmates that's in my class. And, um, you know, they said, uh, he said, he said, in that, in that third, third, uh, 22nd verse, he said, they are for a prey and none deliver for a spoil and none restore. I said, now, I'm, I'm trying to tell a brother, if the power is not for real, Isaiah hit it on the money. We as black people are hid away in prison houses. 
highway. We have so-called African-Americans I hid away in prison now. If I hit them guys with a question one time, because Lord put it on my mind, I say, brother, because these guys in my class, most of them been in that 30s, 30s to 20, 25 to 30 plus years. I said, man, uh, is there any Africans in here? Any Hamites? No, man, ain't no Hamites in here. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. I said, wait a minute. So, so this that 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 curse that God caused in Deuteronomy the twenty eighth chapter, even though this African you think your African brother y'all the same color, why ain't none of them locked up in jail? And them brothers kind of made them through, you know, because never, we never lay stuff like that to hard, man. That that God can call this thing on Israel. Israel's going to be paid away in prison now. I checked the prison, man. We, uh, in any country, Israel is the majority in in jail. Now, is that a coincidence? <laughs> no. He, but he, he, he said, he, what I liked about it, he said, we are spoiled and a, and a prey. Now, growing up in Arkansas, this is another something we don't pay attention. See, Israel, we as black people, like Israel just don't lay enough stuff to hide, man. Uh, growing up in Arkansas, I know you, uh, you, you, uh, you grew up in, well, you in, uh, uh, Alabama, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So growing up in Arkansas, guess who my merchant was? It was all Chinese. Oh. All Chinese. Oh, that's right, you And maybe had one, one so-called Jewish guy had a, a shoe store down there. But then when I come to Chicago... You know, you got the so-called Jewish people. That was in the early 70s. They was in most of the stores, and then they kind of rolled out, and then they switched over to the Arabs. And uh, and uh, we don't even lay it to heart that, that we are only people, that all our merchants in our neighborhood, because we sit here for, 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 to rob us and to spoil us, don't none of them look like, why don't none of our merchants look like us? Only something we can hold on to is we can cut hair in beauty salon. And they don't learn how to do that, you're going to disappear on that. But we don't even lay stuff like this to hard, man. We don't lay this to hard. I'm, 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 you know, the reason why I'm saying this is to show who else might be listening how true this Bible is. You know. We don't even lay it on. Uh, I remember back in the 80s in Chicago, they moved a whole uh, group of people from Viet- 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 Vietnam to a section of the north side of Chicago. When I ride through that neighborhood, guess what they merchants look like? Vietnamese. When I ride through the Spanish neighborhood, guess who they merchants look like? Spanish. When I ride through the Greek neighborhood, guess who they merchants look like? Greeks. So how, why, we don't even live down. Why all the people that's in our neighborhood that's making money off us, that's spoiling us? We ain't got nobody that look like us. Right. You won't tell me we ain't got a, <laughs> we ain't got a, a black man that can run a liquor store? <laughs> 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 Uh, 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but remember he he can't run the liquor store because uh, he went out in the he went out in the cell because he was drunk it all up. <laughs> <laughs>
we don't even lay it to heart, man, that, you know, that God can call this thing. And when you understand who you are, especially in the Word of God, man, I'm thought that is the, that's the biggest freedom you can get when you know who you are and you understand the Word of God through the Word of God. Man, that's a freedom. <laughs> that's a freedom, man. I can't even tell you how, I can't even start to tell you how great that feels. You know, but he said, then he asked a question in this um, Isaiah um, uh, 42 and 24. He said, who gave Jacob for a spoil and Israel to the robbers? Because, you know, they come in, you know, you know, if you take a look, everybody come into our neighborhood, get rich, you know, and take the, you know, come in make money off of us, and they take their money back to their neighborhood. But he asked the question, well, who gave Jacob for a spoil and Israel to the robber? Did not the Lord? He against whom we have sinned. But they would not walk in his way, neither was they obedient unto his law. That brings me, man, this Bible is so big, man. I mean, you get to, uh, you, we just do it in one chapter, but it'll take you all over, all over, man, all, all over the conversation, all over the world. They broke Jesus, neither were they obedient unto his law. All this stuff has happened to us as a people because we weren't obedient to our God. Now, what are they teaching in the church now? That we don't have to keep the law. You know, that law was too hard. Uh, this is what I say. If, if you're right, we don't have to keep God's law no more, then God should come back and even this playing field out a little more. Because he should take this. We shouldn't be, the prison house shouldn't be just filled up with us. If if that curse, is, if, and the reason why he did this uh, was because of the law. Now all of a sudden he said we don't have, we don't have to keep the law no more. Then, then don't you think God should straighten out some of that, un, uh, that, uh, that unequal quality that we receive as a people? <laughs> you know, they, we don't even lay that to us. Uh, the very reason we got into the mess is now the preachers are teaching we don't have to keep the law. And this is what put us in this, in this tailspin. But, so that's, that's what happens when you don't really understand uh, 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 the word of God. Then that... Then that twenty uh, fifth verse, he said, he said, therefore he have poured upon him, talking about Israel, the fear of his anger and the stress of battle, and it have set him on fire, set Israel on fire round about. Yet he knew it not; it burned him. Yet he laid it not to heart. We don't even lay to heart, man, that <laughs> that we are. The way things are that 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 we grew up had to go into the back of the restaurant. We we grew up. We never did see merchants in the stores that look like us. We see our young men going to uh, going to prison. Some of them, some of them is, is, is there justified, and so many is there that's not justified. We don't even lay it to heart that why this happened to us as a people. We don't even lay it to heart. And we the only, only uh, nation of people, which then we don't even know we're a nation, that was brought here by four. And only somebody. And, and, and it was, we, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, it's just, it's, 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 
you don't understand the word of God, you know, I, I guess you can panic when something like this happens uh, with this virus. But when you understand the word of God, man, you, you know, you, you just sitting back just flowing through it. So well, when the Lord going to move this thing out of the way, you know, and that's basically what, you know, me, myself is, is, is waiting on. But and, 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 and but it just puzzled me that so many things that the Bible doesn't call, you know, and, that, and that's why I wanted to bring this out to really let people know that the Bible is not a, a funny book, a comic book like some people think. Man, this Bible is on the money. It's on the money. And, man, I, I appreciate how the Lord uh, brought me into this thing. We didn't talk too much about that. But, I, like I said, I was over... I was a Baptist preacher, man. Uh, but the Lord let me remember that one prayer because, man, I didn't want to be no preacher. I was too wicked to be a preacher. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going like, can you find somebody else? I don't want to be no preacher. But how the Lord kind of used a few people to bring me into that Baptist ministry. You know, when you look back on it, that's why I tell people, sometimes the Lord can use you to come into something, but he don't mean for you to stay there. You know, that's what I, I listen to so many preachers uh, 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 that haven't found the truth, and they be telling their story how the Lord and did this, and I always be puzzled. I said, why the Lord didn't lead you on to the truth? If all that stuff you said the Lord said to you and, and told you he was going to get this, and you got it, and it came true, but then the part that puzzled me, is why he didn't lead you to the truth. Now, so maybe they didn't pray this prayer, but this was my prayer because, man, I didn't want to be no preacher. You know, I was my mother was real strict. I grew up down in Arkansas, but she grew, she she raised us like we was in a big big city. She didn't let us do nothing, and uh, my mother and father. So when I came to Chicago, man, I was I was running wild, man. So I came to Chicago when I was seventeen. And, uh, man, I had to catch up on a whole lot of mess. <laughs> and I didn't want to be no preacher. <laughs> so, so finally, after, after he wore my mind down, uh, he, uh, then he started taking away the stuff that I, I liked to do. It wasn't no fun no more, you know, because I had made up my mind that all I wanted to do was play basketball and chase women. Those are two... It was my little two something I had made up my mind I wanted to do. And, uh, but, you know, God, when he, he, I guess, he kept bugging me and messing with my head, but he starts to take away the stuff that I love uh, doing. And um, so this was my prayer when I, and I, and I always hold this to, this is why I, I, was, I, I was led to the truth. Because I said, Lord, you want me to preach. Look like you ain't mad, because I used to have bad nightmares, and I used to have all kind of crazy stuff. And um, finally, I said, okay, you want me to preach, Lord, I'll preach. I said, but I tell you what, Lord, I want to be legit. I said, I don't want to be none of them jack-leg preachers, you know, preaching in the pulpit, running around, grinning every sister's face. I said, man, I want to be legit if you're going to, want me to do this thing, I, I want to be legit. 
<laughs> and it was so strange, uh, Brother Brooks, because when I went into it, you know, everybody was giving me that pat on the back. Oh, brother, you preaching good. Because I was telling them good stories. I was always a good liar. <laughs> so, so, I could, so once I just, I changed my lies to church lies. <laughs> you know, so, so, uh, so, it was so strange how the Lord operate, man. This, this God, man, you can't, you can't tell me, man. This God is wonderful. Now I've been working. I worked for for UPS uh, for years. And this brother, I knew this brother at work, and he he used to pass out a whole lot of tapes uh, from the Israel of God. But he would, he had never gave me one. <laughs> and, all, and I just talked to him all the time. And um, only reason I got a tape was I was being, they was, he was passing out the tapes in dispatch. And I say, man, what you passing out of my dispatch in here? He said, this is, this is tape for my church. I said, if you want, want to check out one? I said, yeah, give me a couple of them. And man, I was driving 18 wheel for UPS. I was running from Chicago. <laughs> I never went from Chicago to Grand Rapids. And we had, you know, them uh, 18 wheel. They didn't have a radio in the dash, so we had to make what a case and put the speakers in it and put a radio in it and the CB. So it used to be in the like the passenger seat. We strap it down in the passenger seat. And man, I put the that cassette tape in there going up the Grand Rapids. And I'm listening to Brother Bowie. <laughs> it took everything to keep that truck on the road. Because I was like, man, this guy, I ain't never heard this stuff this guy talking about. And I was all over that road with them, with them double trellis. And um, I said, man, this brother, I ain't never heard this stuff before. I said, this brother lying. <laughs> so I, I, I never heard this stuff before. So I went back to the brother. I said, hey, man, you got a few more of them tapes. So he gave me a few more. Man, I, I went out on the road and let's try to listen. To, you know, when he said something you don't, you don't understand, I would take my eye off the road and looking at that tape playing load in that, in that passion seat. Man, so I said, man, this guy, I never heard this stuff before. But I knew the Lord's hand was in it because I just get off work at one o'clock in the morning. I would go home and I'd write down all the verses, all the scriptures from the lesson. I said, man, this stuff is in the Bible, but I ain't never heard this stuff before. It's been around. <laughs> so, so uh, what happened, man, I told the brother, I said, man, where is this church? I'm going away. I'm going to shut this brother down because I'm going to catch him in a lie. That was the Lord's trick. He got me in that door. Okay. And, man, I'm serious. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. For about the first month, every time I got hung up on something, when I get to class, that's what he talked about. Right. I'm up there, every, for about, at least about five weeks in a row, I'm going like. Right, right, right. That's, that's, that's a confirmation. That's, the, that's, that's confirmation, man. So I finally realized something, man. 
in preparation. I said, I bet them guys at the Israel of God don't even remember when I came to the Israel of God. I came over there in a, a two-seated 500 SAL Mercedes because I had, I had set my, I was, that was part of my preparation of, of playing ball and just dealing with the girls. <laughs> wow. I came there with it. And uh, I never forget, I was sitting out there in that Mercedes with the top down. The brothers, hey, man, they got you blocked in. You want me to go in there and get somebody so you can get out? I just kind of said, no, man. And I sat there in that car, and I said, this is I said, man, I know absolutely nothing about the Word of God. Mm. I said, I don't know nothing. And and um, when I realized that, I said, man, I was preaching God's Word in the church, but I went back to that prayer that I made. I wanted to... Uh, I really say, well, I'm through with preaching, you know. I'm through with preaching, but what I used to do, I'm, man, I'm say, when you look at life, man, sometimes God be having his hand on you, and you don't even know it, but when now when you look back, you can see it. So uh, I used to come not on the uh, Sabbath, but I'd come back Monday and buy my tape. So I, I used to get to talking to uh, Brother Bowie all the time. And um, so uh, I was telling him, yeah, man, I used to be a preacher, blah, blah, blah. You know, talk to him about that, get my tape. We'll shoot, shoot to breathe, I'll go. But you know, out of all them people up in that class, you know, you know, last time I thought I'd be teaching at the Israel of God, you know. <laughs> Because there were so many, you know, there were some people in there ahead of me. But I'm going to show you how the Lord do things. I found that Brother Bowie was from Arkansas also. And um, what, was so, what was so strange, I was telling one of my old teachers from Arkansas, she said, well, you, I was running down the Lord's Prayer to, you know, the, the lesson. And she was saying, how oh, you learn all this stuff? I said, I learned it from a guy named uh, Brother Bowie. I see he's originally from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And she asked me, to, this is one of my teachers from Arkansas. She said, you think he's related to Miss Bowie that used to teach in Arkansas? I said, I don't know. I asked oh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I asked Bowie. I said, Bowie, you ever had a sister teach in Arkansas? He said, I don't know. But he went and checked it out. <laughs> He went and checked it out, and sure enough, uh, Miss Bowie in Arkansas is Bowie's sister. Oh man! So, so Bowie never met his own sister. No, he knew his sister, but he didn't know she taught in my little hometown. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. He didn't know that. Um, he said, "My sister," and was so strange. That was years, and she still remembered me. <laughs> So she told Bowie, said, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know Melvin. Ran, ran my whole history down to the, to the Bowie. So, oh, yeah. you know, I just used to come get my taste. And, uh, and, uh, never thought I, you know, I was through with preaching. I was through. So, you know, uh, I said, man, I'm, I'm through. But then I started, um, Bowie had a, a vacancy on his, on his road crew. And uh, I had told him, I said, hey, boo, y'all go down to Memphis? He said, 
I said, man, I'd like to ride down in the Memphis, just talking. And um, he said, oh, okay. So his blues just called me out of the blues, said, we going to Memphis. <laughs> so I said, okay, i go. <laughs> so I went down. I didn't know I was. Uh, so the next time they went to Buffalo, New York, he called me again. Man, we got some with Bowie. He said, you on the crew, you. He told me I was on the crew. You know, uh, Bowie don't have, Bowie got a bad habit. He just, he don't really tell you nothing. He just kind of just, just roll it on you. <laughs> you know? right. So I, I started going out with him. And man, I thought that was the greatest something in the world. I could suck up all this knowledge. Riding, yeah. with, riding with the knowledge, you know. And uh, got sucking up that knowledge. And man, hitting Bowie with Corsa and listening to him talk. And so, <laughs> so I said, that I probably rode with him about a couple of years. And then he just gonna come up with to me and say, uh, "Can you tell me you was a preacher?" I said, "Boy, I ain't tell you I was no preacher here." He said, "Well, you a preacher? You got to preach." And that's how I ended up teaching. That's a good one, man. That's good. Yeah. yeah uh. So he don't, he, you know, he he don't ask. That was part one from a series that I did with Brother Melvin Crawford. It was part one of an interview I did with Brother Melvin Crawford, and part two will be aired tomorrow on the Bruce Willis Bar Godcast Show. My good brother, Melvin Crawford. Just an ordinary conversation with my good brother. And this is Kenneth Brooks, and you riding down the boulevard. I'd like to thank my guests on the show today. May God bless you, and may God keep you as my prayer. I'd like to thank all those who support the Brooks Boulevard Godcast Show worldwide. We love you, and we appreciate y'all's support. We thank you so much. Traffic may get bagged up and be bad as a kid that has never got a whooping before. But one thing about it, if you whoop his tail... You'll soon straighten up and walk upright. I know you're saying to yourself, what does a bad kid got to do with being stuck in bad traffic? Well, I'll tell you like this, brothers and sisters. Nothing. But I'd rather be a bad, be in bad traffic than be a bad kid getting my butt whooped. My great grandmother be on the books that'd be 107 years old. Her body couldn't do the things that she used to do when she was a lot younger, but her mind was still about as a 100 mile light bulb in the middle of the forest at midnight. She had a saying, I may not be the sharpest knife in the draw, but I still cut you. She also had a saying that we never should be complaining about anything because the Lord has been good to us. One night she said to me, boy, all you do is complain. All you do is complain, complain, complain. She asked me a question. If someone had their foot on your neck and they was choking you to death and you couldn't breathe and you was about to die, but God had mercy on you and he had mercy and compassion on you and they moved their foot at the last minute before you took your last breath. And you survived. You complained about the footprint in love. She also had a saying, uh, we on Barbara breath. But make sure you're ready when the Lord buys it back. One thing about it, you can buy a cup of sugar and give it back. You can buy a cup of flour and give it back. You can buy a cup of dollars and give it back. But when the Lord comes by his breath, there's no coming back from that, brothers and sisters. So live every day 
Like it's your last day, brothers and sisters. And treat everybody right. And walk up high before the Most High God of Israel. May God bless you. And may God keep you. It's my prayer. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God.